why did you put these on before the show? I haven't eaten yet. You fuck. <laughs> I'm really hungry too, actually. Dude, this is a terrible dude, idea. This shit looks insane. It looks insanely good to eat. I yeah. want to eat it. I want to go visit my friend and eat at this restaurant. It's Jesus. Good. All right, bring the show in, goddammit. Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of your favorite gaming podcast, The Emergent Gamer Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Trip Zero, episode 111. Uh, I got two buds here with me, hanging out. We've got uh, across from me right now. Who this is, is this? another host. It's another host. Yeah, this is another host. Another host. What's your name, a host? Uh, this is uh, Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood. Felix Hergood. Did I say I'm Trip Zero? I forget. You said Trip Zero. I blacked I out. I don't know. I don't even um, know if and, you said Trip uh, Zero. We do you not, are Trip Zero. I am, I am Trip Zero. Thank you. Uh, we do not have Lock and Key tonight. We do not have Neo Aoshi. But we have a guest host with us. He's been here before. You know him. Called an Audible. Who's that? Snacks the cat. Snacks the cat. Snacks What's the up, cat. man? Welcome to the show. You didn't kill me. We I'm didn't. back. We're back, baby. Why, when, when were you going to kill you? I don't know. If the other shows were just terrible that I was on. Oh, yeah. Kill he, it. He made it. I'm going to end this. No, it's kill it. Kill that. Kill that's it? What they, yeah, that's what they use in the TV industry. No, kill it. You would know. Kill the kill feed. It. Kill it. You know the... Uh, the fur around microphones they use on boomsticks? Yeah, what do they call that? They call that a dead cat. Mm. And, and in Australia, like in Australia, they call it a dead wombat. Nice. Real facts. Be cool. Real that's, facts that's about dumb shit. You, you the snacks the cat. You have some experience in uh, film or television, do you? Yeah, I'm going to school for video production. Oh, good. That's yeah. dope. That's what I went to school. I didn't for, know that. Though. Where are you going? Uh, just CCP. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. it's not a just. It's like getting. It gets the job done. Community College of Philly is completely getting the first two years of your education on the cheap. Are you in a, a dual admissions with another college? Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be for something. But, like, at least with this, I get certification with um, Premier. I got a two-year degree from the Community College of Philly, uh, enrolled dual admissions, graduated from Temple University. Nice. So, I mean, like, it's... And, and you get a Temple education, right? So what a lot of people don't realize is to make more money, Temple professors moonlight... The, the ones that aren't, like, you know, tenured. Mm-hmm. Uh, moonlight down at CCP. To sure, make a little of course. Extra oh, yeah, they do. They, I do the same they thing. They do. I was them, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, get, they get a, you know, they roll over and they do classes. So I ended up having Temple professors at Community College of Philly. Yeah. And I was getting, paying for, you know, right. half the price or a third of the yeah, price. For the same experience. For the same exact Temple experience. Yeah. It was terrific. Cool that. Um, and it was an easy transition to move, move to another school. You know, it's all in the family. It's good. I feel you. What do we well, got today, dude? Uh, we, we don't have too much really in, in the way of news. A couple things happen. We'll, we'll chat about them. Um, we really wanted to, to talk about everyone's biggest fucking favorite game right now, Resident Evil 7. Uh, Snacks, you've been diving into that. I we'll, did. We'll get to that point uh, cool. a little bit later. Uh, I probably won't be diving into that one because I am a huge, huge bitch. But I have played the other games in the series, so we can kind of have a reference point, do some discussions. Maybe I will one day. You know? What are you buying? I don't know. What are you selling? I'm not a huge bitch. 
I'm just close to 40, and I'm worried about cardiac arrest. Oh, stop it. It's a real thing. Stop <laughs> it. You're fine. You're good. No, just don't I, play in VR, and you'll be okay. We'll no. stream your funeral. Oh, cool. That'll be great. Oh, yeah. Yo, that's probably a thing of the future. We'll leave a little coffee mug on top. We'll do it in the morning, too. That'll Ooh. be cool with it. That'll be cool with Hell morning, yeah. The last morning coffee. Just tell. Just remember in your will to leave how you ha- like your coffee. Cream okay, I'm thinking about my mortality now, so let's back let's off move on. This. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I think about planning your funeral. Yeah, no. Okay, all right. Um, uh, let's let's dive in. Uh, one of the first stories we have is this uh, ongoing like uh, Marvel news. There's things things have been rolling out, right? It's kind of involving Deus Ex at this point to a certain extent, mm. in the terms that uh, we don't really know the future of Deus Ex. One of their uh, sequels got canceled. The sequel to Mankind Divided. Oh, yeah. uh, because they sorry. Let me back up. Deus Ex is made by Square Enix. It's made by Eidos, which is owned by Square Enix. And Eidos is the the development company that is taking on the new Avengers project. It's a new Guardians of the Galaxy game. What? Yeah. No, that's not the, that's not the news I heard. You heard about the new Avengers game? Yeah, yeah. We which didn't talk we about also that. did not talk about this yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, so we haven't talked about this. Yeah. So there's there's been we can chat about that too. There's been a lot of news coming out about this. This announcement, this yeah. deal, that Square Enix is going to be creating games that have tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you think the whole thing was brokered just so they could get Marvel characters in fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts 3? I don't think mm. their entire driving force for this deal was to get characters They were like, the out there in the Hearts, world, so no, there, there was a podcast <laughs> called the Emerging Gamer Podcast that uh, a week ago was speculating that uh, there could be Marvel characters one day in our Kingdom Hearts 3 game. So we got to make sure oh, we secure yeah. the rights to use that because of that podcast. <laughs> uh, I like to think that our, that our listenership is, is pretty big, but I, I doubt we helped We were talking that about deal. that last week, dude, or the week before that. We were having a conversation here in the studio about... Wouldn't it be cool if the Marvel characters could end up in that? Oh, and then I, next oh, yeah. week, I remember. But these deals don't happen in a week. Someone oh. didn't just call and be like, "Hey, f- you want to fucking make some games?" Yo, this yeah. Felix Hergood's <laughs> on to something. I think this this Hergood, he's got an idea. I randomly brought it up in one of my streams, and like some fucking lawyer from the company was right. happened to be watching. Yeah, he, you know, he moonlights and likes to watch. No, so, some some senior product dev is like on his lunch break watching Twitch or something, and he's like, <laughs> "This fucking asshole's got a good idea." He's got ideas. He moonlights with two-bit streamers. Right. It's, uh, fucking terrific. Yeah. But this is big. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what comes to fruition and what gets canceled, because mm-hmm. there will be cancellations for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, this is a big deal, though, um, because when superhero games do come along, I mean, in the past, it was always something that was always on and off of being like, oh, this kind of sucks. I mean, this, but, this takes us a little tangential, but do you guys have some favorites? Oh, yeah. Batman. A f- favorite? What? Yeah. Superhero games? Yeah. Honestly, not a big player of them. But if mm. I had to say, it'd be Spider-Man. Like some of the Spider-Man old... Spider-Man uh, 2? The, the original like the, Yeah, one the, from... the console ones. I also had Spider-Man... Uh, I don't know if it was Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2, but for the Game Boy Advance, this thing used Mode 7 graphics to slingshot around New York City. And it Ultimate was like... Spider-Man. Super cool. Was that it? I think so. One? It looked cel-shaded a little bit? No, Did you play no, as no. Venom? Okay. No, it wasn't that one. But that was a cool experience to have on a handheld mm. back before like, you know... The DS came out, and you had like actual like Super Mario sixty four on on in your hand. Yeah, it was a cool little generational twist. Uh, and I've already brought this up on the show, but um, two games that um, I 
I've spent years loving and playing, and even when I got Mame years later, I picked it up again. So I used to pop endless quarters into the Punisher arcade game from the '90s, where you get Mm -hmm. to play as I believe Punisher and or Nick Fury. Yeah, both of them. You can choose. It could be you and a friend playing. One is Punisher. One is Nick Fury. Looks just like it's a. It's it's kind of like a. um, It's a side scroller. Well, it's a side scroller, but not side scroller in the sense like where you're. It's the what is it called? Uh, Ace isometrical side scroller. Isometric view, like the quarter view, like when you're up in the the sky looking at. You get a view of the like the Ninja Turtles game, Turtles in Time. Okay, yeah, it's like that. No, it's not like that. It's It's not like like Turtles. Fucking final fight. Final fight is is not completely like you're looking at the actual side. It's the floor is kind of at an angle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You've seen that. Yeah. You know what that looks like. That's not exactly Ninja Turtles either. That's even more of an angle. What do they call that? I don't know. It's like know. an asymmetric view. Just like Is it asymmetric? Kind of, uh, yeah. Isometric, I think, is... is isometric, though, I thought was like completely isometric. Like, a, yeah, maybe it is isometric. It's a view pattern. It's a view pattern. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that Punisher game. Love that Punisher game growing up. Used to pump quarters in, and then OG Xbox, they came out with a Punisher game uh, around the time when Thomas Jane had taken up the mantle in the movies. This was probably around I do remember two thousand three, two thousand four. That Punisher game was the first game I ever played where you hit one button and whatever way you press on the controller, it creates a different murder. So basically, you press the one attack button. Mm-hmm. There were two options: either attack, or, and then you, you or just torture. modified that with with the D-pad. yeah, and you modified it with the D pad. But it it must have had I don't know how many combinations, but you would always press in different directions, and it would always be a, a new random kill action. You know, like if he had a knife, and, oh, and it also was relevant on um, what weapon he was holding in his hand. If he had the giant hunting knife, he would do. You know, five or six different animations for the hunting knife. If he had a grenade, he'd like pull the pin, pop it in the guy's mouth, and throw his body out a window. Oh. Or you know, like Good lord, so sort of all these different brutal ways. And then on top of that, there were environmental kills. Mm-hmm. Um, I can actually, I could play this on my Xbox 360, which I can actually stream with, but I couldn't play it on my one, right? Unless they made it backwards compatible. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I can definitely, if I if I plug in the 360, I could actually stream this original Punisher game. Cool. It's fucking great. It was a lot of fun. But yeah. I, think, I think the one thing to keep in mind with this uh, deal that they're doing is that this has no effect over the Spider-Man coming uh, Spider-Man game coming to PS4. Uh, that's still a Sony. Uh, it's not exclusive. connected to that. It's, no, it's completely separate. Insomniac's working on that game. And that is, are these games that they're coming out with going to attempt a shared universe in video games? I don't know. There's no word on it, really, from what I read. Um, yeah, I mean, this is at, at this point, it's a rumor that there's going to be a Guardians game, right? Right. That's what multiple people have heard from multiple sources. So not we, a, a we, full-on Avengers thing. I think that's a little bit more challenging. They probably want to start with something on the side first. Well, there is the Avengers one that they announced. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's that. The, the, that then one. there's a mm-hmm. Guardians game as well. Yeah, this is the second game. All we know for sure, right, in terms of this Guardians game that's being rumored is that Eidos Montreal has canceled a planned sequel to Deus Ex Mankind Divided. They had a planned release for that. They canceled that. Um, I mean, they're working on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. 
as well. Yeah. Remember when that got leaked? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, there's a lot going on, and they probably need to free up some space to roll out work on this yeah, super you th- quick. What do you guys think? Do you think they're just going to uh, hand job splooge out, like, you know, five or hand, six? Hand job splooge? Yeah, hand job. get the whole phrase in there, didn't you? <laughs> hand job. I had to put it all in. <laughs> hand job splooge out, like, like six open world. <laughs> oh, hopefully not for Neo's sake. Uh, it's going to be... Endless, endless, it's Iron Man. Open world Iron Man. Yeah. Open, just, open world. Oh uh, but you have to ride world. in a car like Final Fantasy. You can't fly. You have to <laughs> get in a car and drive between your, uh, your T- cities and your towns. T- Tony Stark. Yeah. And uh, you get the suit. Yep. Yeah. Thor. At the very end. You yeah. Get, just like the airship. You just Finally you unlock it and you can fly around with it. Um, um, but the, yeah. The, Thor's uh, fast travel is the Bifrost. You have to go to the location where the your last Bifrost drop was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this is big for them, though. Um, there, there is one uh, official response from Square Enix uh, that they sent to Jason Schreier from uh, Kotaku that I can see right here. Uh, they said, while we are still working on expanding the Deus Ex universe along with creating new content and updates for Deus Ex Mankind Divided, we're also devoting our talents towards working with Crystal Dynamics and Marvel on the Avengers project. Cool. That's about as much as we have officially. This is as of Monday, the 30th of January. So we may know between like us recording this and us posting the episode. This is all moving so fast. They only announced this partnership on Thursday. Yeah. Do you, get, do you guys remember when The Matrix came out? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, in, it's the first DVD I ever owned. Yeah, it's a good so DVD in preparation for the ma- either The Matrix... The second one was called what? Matrix Reloaded. 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 Yeah. And the third one was called Matrix Revolution? Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds, good. <laughs> Sounds about right. Anyway, the Animatrix e- either, is the best Matrix. Either be, either hum- between the Matrix or between the Matrix Reloaded or between the Matrix Reloaded and M- Matrix Revolution. Revolution. Sure. Rever- that one. There was a game that came out that was super awesome called Enter, Enter the, the Matrix. Matrix. Enter the I Matrix. I fucking loved Enter the Matrix. That's the one where you play as Neo. No. No. You you, you play sorry. as. Go for it. What happens when the main... No, it was for Matrix Reloaded. It was released for that. Because you play as Jada Pinkett Smith. You play as her character, and you play as this Jada Asian Pinkett, character as well. Yes, who were both in the movie. Yeah. And you find out It what, was her voice in the, right. in the game. And you find out what they did when they were off screen. We've talked about this on this show in a different discussion because it was so cool how they filmed legitimate film scenes for the game only while they were in production for the movie. Yeah, cool. Like, you see scenes in the game when you get to a certain point that have the same quality and production value as the movie because it literally does. They shot them at the same time expressly for that purpose. Yep. For you to play this and fill in the blank of another story while it was happening around the Well, the reason I was bringing that up is wouldn't it be cool if they did... I love that game Wouldn't it be cool if they did something like that? Like, Like, the games that you end up playing... These Avengers games add other pieces to the overall. I mean, super large Marvel story. It's a great idea. It's all speculation. I think it would be incredible, though. We're only in the second act of the movie we're watching, and I don't know if I'm going to live to see the end of it. (laughs) I don't know enough about the comic books of these storybook people, these heroes. No, no, I'm just. Fuck it. I'm just saying. 
when they say phase one, phase two. No, and sure, phase yeah. Three, but there are people that know what these mean. They know what stories are supposed to happen, and no, that, none of that matters. I'm saying if you just know how to write a screenplay, there's phase, there's act one, act two, and act three. Right. We're literally in act two of the giant of their Marvel overarching movie story. We're watching, yeah, yeah like. That boggles my mind that I may not live to see the third act. You are 100% going to live to see the end. You're going to live to see people get fucking tired of superhero movies and just be full of disdain talking about them. (laughs) You're going to live to be over this. And you're going to live to be through like multiple movie cycles. How long do you think this is going to go? I don't know. It's crazy. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's been going on for a while, for sure, but like... Superhero it's not, You're not going to end your life <laughs> without a resolution to Iron Man. Like with Disney. Disney wanted to release a Star Wars movie indefinitely. Every year. Every year yeah. until yeah. We're, Still all, doing it. we're all dead. Right, that's not going to happen. That's a... Straight, <laughs> but they fucking, want to. Sure, someone, some executive said, this would be cool if we could do this, because he wants to make money And non-stop. they have the power. Yeah, yeah but, they have the but power. They, they're they have not, the legal team. It's not going to happen. There's, someone's going to get tired and be like, this is garbage. We're not doing this anymore. So what are they going to move on? To westerns again? Let's I'm hoping for the... an Indiana Jones movie that's not a piece of shit. Oh, God. Keep dreaming. Yeah. That's rehashing. Yeah. yeah. You really... But here didn't, we are. You didn't like Nuke the Fridge. <laughs> I liked it in I, I New Vegas. <laughs> I, I liked watching the movie, but I'm all, the entire time I'm watching it, I recognize this is a terrible piece of shit movie. I, the uh, Crystal Skull. I don't remember... I remember liking oh, it. So bad, That's dude. all I remember. Yeah. But so I don't remember it. We'll 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 do an, a review episode. Yeah. For you can Christmas you can skull years you can later. totally tell we're very invested in the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Indiana Jones and Star Wars. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm, I'm invested in the Marvel universe. I know you are. This whole year is honestly, I'm getting, out kind of, I'm getting kind of I'm burned very out tired on of it. it. Yeah. You're not getting burned out. I'm, you never watched them. Yeah, because I got me. I got burned out at Iron Man like three. You told me you hadn't even watched a Captain America movie. I haven't. You're not invested. That's a lie. Since I told you that, oh, I, yeah, I, I caught one, one on like, well, it was like on TBS or some shit or Which whatever. One? The first one. The one that's in the night. The guy with the big skull head, the red skull the face. The red skull, yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. his name, Red Skull? Red Skull. Fucking nailed it. Clever. <laughs> the guy with the big red skull head. Yeah. What should we call that's him? It. Yeah. Well, he's got a red skull. Ship it! All right, lunch break. What's next? Good call. What do we got? Uh, the next story we want to hit is about Overwatch. And we don't have any of our major Overwatch players here. But we'll... Uh, oh, oh, are you still ripping that? I love that? Overwatch. All right, cool. Are you, you still talk ripping about Overwatch? I try. Yeah, they have, a, uh, they have a Year of the Rooster event going on right now that's celebrating the yeah. yeah, Chinese New Year. So I'm kind of missing that because the skins are really nice. You know, um, uh, we know Eat More Ramen on the show. I yep. just heard from him that uh, he hit Diamond. He's in the top 500 yeah, yeah. Of, what is uh, of the what world. What does that mean, Snatch? There's a tier system in the game for competitive play where basically um, you play, you do 10 placement matches each season. And depending on how good you play, not if you win or lose, uh, you get a ranked score. And that score is then in placements of bronze, silver, gold, uh, platinum, diamond, grandmaster... And then Master was right. What, what do you play as? Uh, I mean, I placed pretty terribly this season, but I'm in um, I'm in platinum, so like that's actually not too bad. That's pretty good actually. But it, where, where it's fair. do most players that play? I'd reside? say anywhere between gold and platinum. Um, if you hit diamond, uh, you have to be a more consecutive player because your rank will deplete in a week if you don't play. Oh, really? So you have to be consistent at that point and be committed. 
Um, but when you roll into competitive play, most people roll deep, so they always have, like, you usually will join a game and there will be, like, a squad of four people on both teams because it'll pa- pair you up with groupings. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it, people go really hard in Overwatch. I'm glad to see that it really took off in the scene that it did. It's just still working out how it wants to shape its competitive community at this point. And you it's know. a it's a super. It's I keep using that fucking word. I'm I gotta cut that out. I'm done I'm done using that fucking word. But it is it it it's been it's been a large, lar- broad reaching um, game. It's got a huge following. Like it's, uh, I bought it. It's the first Blizzard game in, like, over a decade. Like, the first original Blizzard IP. Like, it's not based off World of Warcraft, Starcraft, or Diablo. Yeah, it's huge. It's, and, like, these characters are so interesting. That's why everybody's always excited for a new character. It's not like, like, and no shame to it. I didn't play it. It could be a great game, but no shame to, like, fucking Battleborn, which, like, that still releases new characters for some reason. Same idea, right? Like Same idea. Team-based uh, team combat, combat shooting. A is little shooting? different. Yeah, it's shooting. It's like a first-person lane-based kind okay. of MOBA. But like, Ugh, I'm not a MOBA person. Yeah, I'm not either. But like, it's just like that game lost its following real quick because it doesn't have that Blizzard charm. Trip Zero. Felix uh, Herbert. Have I ever played a MOBA and didn't know I was playing a MOBA? I highly, highly doubt it. Yeah. Name some MOBAs. League of Legends. Dota. Heroes of the Storm. No. Yeah. It's like there are two bases. None of them. Don't your start. base, the enemy's base, and you have to defeat the base. So you have characters that run along these different lanes on the map, going from one place to another. Usually you're how, not... It's how, not first person, you're up high, kind of. I got of. it. How is that different than a real-time strategy game? Because you're only... You guys are picking individual heroes, and you're controlling what their loadout looks like and what their skills upgrade to for the re- for the whole match. You no, know, as they go, do you control them? Or you just yeah. control your character. One, one character, one person. But when you say control, you say do this, do this, do this, and then he... Think of the most basic form of an RTS where you're controlling a character on the screen. But point-and-click controlling? No. Yes. Yeah. You point-and-click and then you have, um, like... Like, Key assignments for your skills oh, to so attack. Like, yeah, so you, like, yeah. you don't say, like, go build this thing or go do that right, thing. Right. You're, like, attacking with different abilities and skills that have so cooldowns and it's stuff a, like it's that. It's a simplification of an RTS. Yeah. Kind well, of. The, the entire genre started from, I think it was a Warcraft 2. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, I, I def- definitely know the history. Yeah. It started with, um, what, Dota was a mod of um, Warcraft 3. And I think it was Warcraft 2, but I could be wrong on that. But they they just took the the elements from the game and said, yeah. "Let's let's try this playstyle." You know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. I think it was Warcraft 3. And then they they created their own shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's you know, speaking of things that are not at all Overwatch, let's get <laughs> to the news point of Overwatch. Back on point. Um, we've got some possible changes coming to everyone's favorite robot, Bastion, uh, planned for the next PTR. This comes from Blizzard, uh, from their website. Uh, Jeff Goodman, principal designer, posted this um, seven hours ago. Uh, Here are some high-level stuff we're likely to have testable the next PTR. So talking about uh, Bastion's modes. He has three modes, right? We're familiar with Bastion. He, like, rolls around. He's got his little little gun you can shoot people with. The more, like, character-based mode. Then he's got turret mode, where you just kind of, like, 
plops down, sits, you know, you can't move, but you can, like, move side to side and shoot, like, a big, like, Gatling gun kind of thing. Then you have uh, his ultimate ability, which they don't, I think, are not changing too much. Let's talk about the recon mode changes. Lowers spread and increased magazine size to help with general viability. Sentry mode says we're looking at focusing this more into more of a tank buster and barrier buster mode while also making it feel less suicidal to be transformed. To that end, we're testing stuff like increased spread and removing headshots, but taking less damage while transformed. Because I would, I would assume that, I guess, at this point, people know how to counter Bastion. Yeah. And, it, and when you sit and, and transform, they know you're kind of like a sitting duck until you're in the second mode, and then they'll just take you, start, you apart. If you start dealing damage to Bastion, he's going to either try and gun you down, or he's going to try and heal himself or walk away. And the... You know, healing and walking away are two things that he has to transform out of or get out of a firing position to do. So it leaves him completely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it was obviously a character early on that like people would complain about online. Oh, I but, remember so much yeah. grief about, about Bastion. But it's gotten to the point where players are good enough and have adapted to the game at this stage where everybody knows how to counter him. You sure. really only see people pick Bastion if... Literally, somebody's rushing the control, like to contain a point, and yeah. they're just like, just pick Bastion, like try to stop him with whatever you can. Just, right. I mean, he's got high firepower and he brings stuff down pretty quick, but that's pretty much. I don't think I've played this game um, since the first couple weeks it's been out, mm-hmm. but I remember the big strategy then was like uh, when you're uh, moving the payload, mm-hmm. put Bastion on the front of the payload, and then put a Reinhardt in front of him with a yeah. shield, and and no one could get the Bastion from the front, and he would just mow people down as the as the payload was moving because you're riding on it. And you just yeah. had this fucking, like, death mobile. Oh, wow. But I'm sure they've figured out tons of ways yeah, to get around that now. There's there's characters that can kind of help get around that. But um, it, it really just takes team coordination at the end of the day. Like, yeah. your team composition can be kind of haywire, but if you guys are communicating or have a plan, like, you guys can take out any anything that's thrown at you. Um, but... And his viabilities come down. A lot of characters have changed in their viability just because of changes that took place a couple months ago with you can't pick duplicates of characters anymore in normal quick play or in competitive. Oh, so you okay. can only pick one of each character. Because that was another thing. There would be like a team of six uh, Bastions yeah. just doing whatever. And it would suck. Right. But like, uh, yeah, so that's really changed his viability. It, it would suck if they were six Bastions. Yeah, because everybody would, there would just be a shit ton of turrets just all facing you. You'd walk out of the spawn point and just turrets mowing you down. Yeah, <laughs> it was awful. That would have sucked. But, um, like, people have played around it. The Everything's changed with how you can play in quick play now. There's still a mode for that, like, but nobody really plays it sure. unless they're just kind of bored. There's well, a mode for what? For, like, everything. No hero. All the limits. same character. Everything goes. Yeah. Yeah. You can no, yeah. Why would anyone want to play that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you mentioned his there... self-healing that he has because that's part of the last change they, they want to announce here. Um, can, I, can I ask him a quick question? Is, are, are you sure it's a quick question or Have is you it a, ever seen a good question? six Hanzos? Yes. You, you did? And, yes. the, and did when you walked out, did they all fire arrows at once? No. Okay. I was just wondering. Why, is that, why Hanzo? Why is that so impressing to ask? It, his character is the only one to me that seems completely out of place. He's this archer. Nobody just, likes him. I mean, if, if I like pick, him. If you pick Hanzo in competitive play, people are going to yell at you. There's a video I saw online of, of a guy absolutely destroying people with Hanzo. Yeah. But it was a video because he would record people telling him, dude, get the fuck off Hanzo. What are you doing on Hanzo? He would like be like, no, I'm not going to switch. 
He's a Maybe rare... bitching at him, but he would just, like, just nail people It's with a him. rare instance, because, like, if you know how to place the shots, then yeah, but, like, nine times out of ten, people don't know how to place the shots, and he right. becomes worthless. Right, exactly. But going back to the self-heal. Yeah, self-heal. Uh, this is what they've, they've focused in on as the third major point for Bastion's changes. Uh, self-repair. This is uh, more quotes from, from Jeff. Self-repair. We've been testing a few big changes to this that are feeling really good so far. Currently, our internal build has Bastion able to use self-repair while moving and also having it no longer interrupted when taking damage. Mm. To balance that out, it is now on a resource system similar to the route Diva's defense matrix went. These changes have turned this ability from a more niche, rarely used ability to a much more powerful and core survivability tool. Cool. So I forgot about that aspect of it entirely, that you couldn't move while you were doing self-repair. You had to stay entirely stationary. Yeah. But now apparently they're going to say you can run around and, and heal while you move. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's so this good. these changes, obviously he said they're going to hit the PTR uh, next time that goes up, and then maybe this will bring him more into into the forefront. That'd People cool. like the changes. He needs something to uh, keep him moving. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, you guys got anything? I know you were, you were talking about the Andromeda story trailer. I didn't watch that. Yeah, so uh, I just wanted to bring it. I didn't watch it either. We're just we, we're great at doing our work here. Now, no, I saw it mm-hmm. and I said, uh, "This is going to spoil the shit out of a game that I have yet to play." And everyone has recommended. You right. guys have numerous times recommended mm-hmm. that I should watch. You know, sorry, I said watch. Play, play Mass it. Effect. Play Mass Effect Two. Play Mass well, Effect. You, you asked me if I'm a Mass Effect fan. Yeah, I said. I said. Surely, Trip Zero, you watched it. You're the fucking Mass Effect fanboy. Right. And and I said... And your response was... I I want to be, but I haven't yet. Like, I played some of the first one, but I haven't finished it or played two or three or anything. But, like, mm. I want I want to. You know, if that makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I played the first and the second one. Uh, I never played the third one. Just because, like, I like what Mass Effect does with its storytelling... Um, and I think it crafts a very detailed world that's, like, very compelling uh, for sci-fi fans. I just have always had a bit of a problem getting fully involved in them. Um, there's just something about it. Like, it's just, like, it's always had a bit of an identity crisis as far as what its gameplay actually looks like. The first game was very much so an RPG with, like, a lot of, like, customization and, like, switching out, like, gear. The second game stripped a lot of that away and made it way more like, all right, let's focus on the characters instead and the gunplay was improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was less stiff. And then the third game seemed, from what a lot of critics said, uh, it seemed to have taken a more uh, heavy third-person shooter route and scrapped a lot of the RPG mechanics. Um, and I think that's a reason why a lot of people didn't like 3, uh, in addition it to... It went like, too far in that direction. Yeah, in addition to a lot of what happened with like the flack for its ending. But I think even looking past that, people just didn't like the complete abandonment of its RPG roots. Yeah. Um, with this one... I feel like they can recapture that, but, like, it's so hard to tell with this game. Like, it's been so... Like, we heard about this game at, like, E3 2013. I think it was the first time we heard about it, and we have literally seen, like, barely anything. And for them to just come out of the gate, like, less than a month ago and say, hey, it's coming out in March, it's, like, so weird. It's like, we don't know anything about this game. That's either super awesome because we're going into something completely unknown, it's going to be fresh... Or that's really scary, and they're rushing this out because they kind of want to stealth it and be like, hey, Mass Effect's out, go play it. Oh, like they did a shitty job? Maybe. I mean, I don't think they did a shitty job um, just because they're good at what they do, but like, 
I just feel like some of what they've shown, they've talked a lot about how it's resource building, like you're getting resources on the planets you go to. Mm-hmm. That seems very different than what Mass Effect normally has you doing. Yeah. Like actually going on the planets and scavenging resources to like build things. It's kind of weird. No, that's a return to Mass Effect 1. You could land all but, planets on one and drive your, your buggy around, but, but you weren't is, like collecting like minerals and ore. Yeah, and, this is oh. literally like collecting resources, like going up to rocks, destroying them, and gathering the resources like from that, them. Uh, that, like a No Man's Sky. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. I, I get that, that vibe when I watch like, the yeah. gameplay videos. Mm. Obviously, the core of Mass Effect's there. Like, there's interactions with characters and them talking, the dialogue trees, which is great. But just see, like, there's so little we know. It's really hard to, to gauge. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe you haven't heard anything about the game because uh, it was like one of these things where like you're getting ready to... like walk out off the curb and you're about ready to get hit by a bus and instead they saw the No Man's Sky people walk out and get hit by the bus <laughs> and they went ooh <laughs> we should step back they were like oh we're making that exact game <laughs> and, and, and they went oh. to the Mass Effect skin so they stepped the fuck back yeah. and now they're waiting to like like you know you know leap mm. and uh, it's I mean look I, again No Man's Sky wasn't a bad game uh in a lot of ways. I think they marketed themselves very poorly. They weren't honest about their their features. Um, and I know Neo would be love, would love to be here to, to, to have this debate with me. Because I'm not as much of a... just he, You know, he feels so strongly against this game, right? And I've had a lot of moments enjoying he felt, he felt playing really No Man's Sky. Oh, for sure. And like, mm. I get it. I do. You know, But I think at the core, the game wasn't that bad. It, di- it just didn't do what people wanted it to do or what they thought it was going to do mm-hmm. if they just were straight up 100 percent honest with what to ex- expect from this right they didn't show us all of the the prettiness and said look this is will purely be a randomly generated destroy whatever crafting kind of very chill zen kind of game people wouldn't have been mad but they got the exact opposite impression of this thing right you know that's the fear of this though is that mass effect is what it is. It's a story-driven RPG in space with like these great action game elements and like to and like decisions that really help shape your game throughout these like you know these multiple like inputs into the series with one, two, and three. But like this one, like they've had such a different tone in talking about it. They're like, we don't know if we're doing a sequel to this game yet. Obviously, we're going to continue Mass Effect as a series, but mm-hmm. we don't know if anything after this would be a direct sequel. We really want to build on this game. It's not going to have a season pass. We'll do little updates. It's like, it's weird. Like, it's not what they normally talk right. about when they talk about this type of game. You would assume that if a game is coming out now, it's going to have sequels and yeah. expansions and, like, and Yeah, and content. like, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I look forward for season passes or anything. I think everything should be, like, be built into the game, like, already. But, like, it's, like, it's just weird. Like, it's not EA. Like, this is not the type of product that they really talk about yeah. and that's why i'm so curious if anything i think that's the best way to put it i'm just really curious to see how it turns out um so i mean did we know a lot or, or anything about resident evil 7 before it came out no not think, really think back we didn't know shit you and i well, trip went to e3 and even we from all the shit they had there like couldn't you know pull away from that any kind Bef- of a glimpse of what before was before the keynotes for e3 i don't think anyone knew that resident evil 7 was coming out this quickly 
right? Right. Or was like ready. I, w- I could be wrong, but it was barely on anybody's radar. They announced the game. They said, hey, in a couple hours, if you have, if you have PlayStation Plus, you'll be able to play a demo for this tonight. And then we get to E3 and they have a, a house there that you can literally go inside and, and play the game. So cool. Yeah, we never got a chance to go in there because the lines were a clusterfuck. Oh, you had awful. to have a ticket and you had to go there immediately. And yeah. we never got there early. So we enough. never had a chance to do that. We walked by it and and looked, and it was an amazing presentation. But they had it at the VR station too. Yeah, and they had a VR station and everything. But uh, like, but we didn't was, know was, anything. Was your question relating to that? Because we're going to talk about it later for sure. But was your question saying, "Look what they did, and it was good"? My question is, or your statement, I should say. Um, how do we know this isn't like an attempt to like do do what Rockstar does every time they come out with a game. They don't tell you shit. It's true until it's coming, right? And then by the time you when it finally comes out, it's a big, huge fucking surprise that there's so much to it. You know, Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, we had no. We, I watched countless YouTube videos where somebody clipped together Grand Theft Auto Four footage. And Grand Theft Auto, uh, it was so much, there was so many, there was, for a while, there was footage of some shitty game that never made it out of production, production mm-hmm. hell. Um, was this like, like in anticipation of what they were yes, releasing? Yes, people, people had put this out and it said footage from GTA 5. It never amounted to be footage from GTA right. 5. It was this game that they had made this huge action sequence for. That never made it out of production hell. It wasn't GTA yeah. 5, but it, it always said whenever I went to YouTube, uh, new footage of GTA 5, and then there was that fucking video again. I'm like, right. that's not GTA 5. <laughs> Show me GTA 5, you fucks. This does feel different, because with that, we know what Rockstar does. They just come out, and they're like, new game, less than a year. Go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And we, knowing Rockstar, are like... Fuck yeah, that's what they do. Oh, that's we eat great. it right up. With EA, it's different. Look at the the way this game was positioned. We heard about it in 2013, and they were like, yeah, we're building a new Mass Effect game. Next E3. We're still building that new Mass Effect game. Next E3. Guess what? Yeah, we're still working on it. We're not ready to show it to you. The E3 after that. So we're really getting close to showing you more about Mass Effect. Uh, we hope you look forward to hearing about it in November. And it's like, all right, great. The first time we see actual gameplay of the game is during the PlayStation Pro conference, and it's the most boring fucking scene ever. It's just them walking down a hall that doesn't capture the rendering of it on Pro at all for its true quality. It's like, this is the first thing you want to show in this big RPG everybody's looking forward to. It's fucking weird. Like, the whole, like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Well, they, they clearly jumped the gun. In, in 2013. Of course, yeah. And maybe they bit off more than they could chew and thought, oh, we'd, we'd be ready in a year or two at the most, right? And then all of a sudden, like you said, literally at the fourth show yeah. since they announced it. It's been four E3s. Yeah. It's like you have to, like the game's got to have more going on. You can't just show a teaser. You got to show compelling gameplay. And what they showed at the Game Awards is what they should have shown at E3, honestly. So, is there still no gameplay out there? There is gameplay. Oh, yeah. A little bit. There's You can see the gameplay they showed at the Game Awards from this year. That's about it. And then there's the story trailer, obviously, which looks cool. I think I saw it. I don't really remember if I saw it, but <laughs> like, I feel like I saw a Krogan do something, yeah. which is an alien in that game. But it looks cool. Um, <laughs> which is an alien yeah. in that game. But um, No, I mean, I'm... I'm yeah. I'm hyper into it, and I, I want to get back through the series before 
I play it. Um, my only touch point is going halfway through about the, like the first one, but I recognize what you're talking about with the RPG ness of it. Like there are so many moments where you're in your menus a lot more than you're in your weapons shooting at somebody, right? Like you, you got a guest coming down the hallway, uh, you take them out, but then you like reassign your skills and you reequip stuff and you keep you know searching. Yeah. Um, and the moments where you're really in action are, are are kind of few and far between. You're doing a lot more recon and running and walking and stuff like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. From my point of view, like it's I cool. love, I spent the most time just walking around the Citadel, just like talking to people and, and, and chatting them up. Hanging and, out in them elevators. Mm-hmm. That's in Hell yeah. one. One. Yeah. 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 I did all that and fell asleep doing it. There you go. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to probably go back and do it, but those game, you know, Fallout's the same way. I fall, I fell asleep on my stream one night playing yeah. Fallout, fucking Fallout. I was like live on, on the stream and somebody wrote to me like, you feeling tired, bud? Because <laughs> I, I was just playing it and I was hitting these dialogue options and I was just like listening and it was just like... Uh, just, oh, that, that incredible voice acting just lulling you to, to sleep. <laughs> and then I was just like woke up, you know, like right. wildly, <laughs> you know, like my arms flailing. Like, what is going on? Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like live on stream. Yeah. No, well, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. Mass Effect. Coming soon. Uh, you said there was some GTA shit that went down. With that oh yeah, arm, yeah. With we'll, a, we'll, like we'll an armored vehicle. Um, I, I know that armored vehicle. I can't afford it. Yeah. So uh, there was a uh, what people in the Rockstar community are calling a huge patch to GTA Online. Um, there was a heist called the. What was this heist? I'll find the name of it. I mean, anyway, prob- the, probably the, the one the where you point... make the most money, right? That one. Right. There were one of these, uh, the Pacific Standard Heist. That's the name of this one. That that could be a new, I don't know how many heists they have now. Yeah. But there were five when the game released originally, and I don't recall the name of that one, so the, there could be more now. Um, um, the, was it the what bank this, one? What this, uh, people are calling it a glitch. It's an exploit. It's... it's a little unclear as to to what actually was happening in the game, um, but apparently you could get to your garage and access your garage during the course of this heist. So what people were doing uh, for the last part, where you were chased by cops and, no, and you, whoever you, else, and you police, can get to your garage during any heist. You can call personal. I think you can call personal. Uh, there's the Pegasus uh, personal vehicle. Yeah. Any heist. I believe any heist you do, you can you can use your weapons and resources. Well, this 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 glitch involved going to your garage, getting a car called a Kurama, which is an is an armored vehicle, yeah, and then having your crew ride in that to not have to worry about getting killed from a stray bullet or something, and not fucking up the end of of the heist. Because in in GTA Online, if any if you die, the heist is fucked up. Like you lose everything and you have to start over from scratch. Yeah. There aren't like checkpoints. Yeah, Which is really part hard. of the reason why I don't play it, because I would just be frustrated as shit. It's really hard. Though I have played with some friends on some on some days, but nef- nothing at this level, right? And apparently if you did this properly, you'd have about, like, you know, over a million dollars to split with your crew. Yeah. Which in this game is pretty huge, because there are money issues, right? There's economy issues. People are concerned that things cost as much as they do. And they're mad because they're thinking, is this just another ploy to, to get them to sell more shark cards? Well, the content is all free, but all, they have these things called the shark cards. But, like... Um, they, well, hold on. The content is free as it's a free update to your game, but it probably costs millions of dollars to get some of these 
cool new things that they update it with, right? Not, not always. I mean, there's millions of lot, in-game dollars. There's give, gi- yeah, clear. there's giveaway guns, so guns will come in and they'll be a fairly affordable. But like an example of 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 a price point or something like that that I saw in the game, like when you go into like buy like I think it was like a knife or something like that. It's like three grand for a mm-hmm. knife. <laughs> you know, you say to yourself, "Why is it three grand?" Right? Well, because it all adds up. You know, you're buying three grand knives and next thing you know, like, you know, how does that inflate when you're talking about the price of a tank? Right. Now, those pricing, the pricing of those vehicles seem right. You know, it's like three million dollars for a tank. I can imagine in actual U.S. currency, it's about three million dollars for a tank. Well, right? well, sure, but let me. That let me pricing ask, all bit, there's small stuff that just the if, pricing. Yeah, is but if, if there are cars and things in the game that are worth three, four million dollars, um, I guess my my question is like like why or why is the reward money so low to get that stuff? For for example, um, last year, do you remember the big gigantic like blizzard weekend we had around yeah, here? Like yeah. everything was like shut down. Me and a lot of friends play GTA Online on our PS3s. We got together and just right. like you know, uh, FaceTimed and, and shit, and just and hung out and played it. Um, I, if I remember correctly, the prize money we would get from certain heists were like somewhere in the twenty to forty thousand dollar range. Yeah, like I would earn that after a heist if it was done well, depending on difficulty, skill, you yeah, know, well, amounts of that's work. That's dictated by the person who hosted it. Was it a friend of yours hosting yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, which is, we all knew each other. Yeah, I mean, know you, each other. You can make. Anywhere from twenty to eighty grand um, and if, as so, your share to a full. But heist. that was a lot of work. I I nearly felt like I was raiding. No, no, no. You you put in a lot of effort because if one person dies, it, you have a certain amount of lives. Right. So it's like you have two lives or three lives, depending on the difficulty level. Two or three lives for four people. But again, if you fuck up, you restart the entire heist. Um, and the the payout that, that's when you're on hard. When the you're payout, on, yeah, doesn't. If seem you to run out work. of lives, it starts over. And when you play on hard, you start with I think one one life. life. So that that makes sense. And when yeah. the one person dies, um, it uh, just it didn't seem worth it in terms of the money that you get because then if you really wanted to to get some of these high level items and gear, you'd have to farm this for hours and hours and you hours gotta, of your life. You got to farm it like crazy, um, or buy their shark carts. And that's the sh- and the shark cards are astronomical in price. That's at the heart of this argument. Are they are are they forcing this economy to sell more shark cards that people pay real life money for yeah. to get in game currency? Yeah, because uh, it's for so like a big thing people want to buy. They want to buy the yacht. The yacht's like six point five million dollars. Right. Okay. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. So a yacht for six point five million dollars, um, you can buy for one hundred. Real dollars, uh, a shark card that gets you eight million dollars. So you can go and buy that boat, like this digital boat, for fucking a hundred dollars. And like that's uh, more than the original game price. And I'm really, I'm not. I sound like I am, but I'm not knocking in-game transactions and, and currency. The, the amount of money that I spent on Hearthstone is probably near this or like, like stupid cosmetic shit well, think about destiny destiny, destiny is uh, how much money did we soak into that last the last two years right 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 me on two consoles even the last the fucking um dawning i literally played the dawning, the dawning 
The Dawning was a free update. That was oh. the Sparrow Racing. I played that for three days total over its three weeks mm-hmm. that it was out for. But I spent 20 bucks to get like their, their boxes so I could get like the special armor yeah. that was only released for that. But I, so I, I'm, look, I'm there, and I, and I understand like doing this to get something in a game and spending real money because you like it and you enjoy it. Yeah, I That's spent, what I'm not knocking. I think but, I spent easily $160 like, on this seems, total. This seems like abusive almost to a certain extent. If you really want all this stuff, you have to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Not, not if you really want it. I mean, the play of the game, yeah, if you want. But it, here's the thing. This is the only argument I'll make against that. It's not... You can still play the game and not have a tank. You don't need a tank to play the game. Sure. You don't need the high dollar vehicle to play. But, but in then, this case, but then people, your friend has one, or you run into one on the street, and you that happens blown a lot. the fuck up, and then you're like, "Well, no, I need a fucking tank." Right. <laughs> right. So I was trying to. The, the only pro- problem, the only problem that co- that concurs with what you're saying, is now there's a bunch of. Of, of things with these business things that you can do where you have like a weed business and like a you have a, a car business where you're doing the cars and all that the problem with these is they can't be done by without public you can't play these by yourself you can't say i'm gonna do my weed business stay over here in in my little corner of of this online GTA immersive world. You need other people to interact with this. No, no, and not be bothered. No, no, it's not even that. So, and get this. So, I want to run my weed business. I log in, and here I am. I have to declare myself um, in that server Mm -hmm. as being the businessman. So, basically, you come in. My business... um, So, you're immediately a target, is what you're saying. Not immediately. No, 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 no. You, well, it does tell the map that somebody is now... It immediately says uh, this person... Felix Hergood is Felix, starting a weed Felix, farm. No, 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 no. It doesn't do the weed farm. It just says Felix Hergood has um, set up um, a... I have a motorcycle club. It says Felix Hergood has set up a motorcycle club. He has established a motorcycle club. Because you do that by server. So I established the motorcycle club. And the whole map knows that I established a motorcycle club. Then I go about my business. My business is weed farm. I get on my motorcycle, leave my home base, which is a motorcycle club. Mm -hmm. I drive to my weed business. I get there. Then I have to run a mission for the business in order to grow the profit. Those missions are either um, sell the shit or find supplies for the to make more of the shit. Mm -hmm. And there's a a bar for your supplies and a bar for and as it depletes your supplies deplete you get more product and then you get to sell the product off so you go in and you go in you look when you finally check in i think it even grows when you're not there right so you'll check in you you log in one day and all of a sudden your supplies are full well it's time to sell the this is the part that's fucked because the supply the, the selling mission for the first Three minutes of it as you're driving to a location to like sell it to the dealer. Getting there is your three minutes. No one on the map knows you're there. Mm-hmm. It's the last 40 seconds or a minute when it says, oh, now it's going to go public. And the minute that happens, some dickhead with a giant jet when you're in the last five fucking minutes <laughs> of this mission blows you up. Right. With this fucking ultrasonic... The fucking asshole who spent $100 on a shark card to yes. buy that jet. Yes. So he flies in with his fucking jet, 
and then blows you up in one shot when you spent all this time trying to get there to that point. And I had this happen. And then you're frustrated because you spent real lifetime, got nothing out of it, and then you throw 50 bucks, 100 bucks at the shark card to do all that work for you. I didn't. I haven't. I'm not once you have I ever... the hypothetical disgruntled player. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Um, who did I talk to? Um, that makes me want to buy a shark card. Make right. It all better. You're just hearing about it right now, you're like, I feel like I want to yeah, get a shark. Kind of want to buy this. Yeah. And, and motivate fucking jet to get a leg up. If you really enjoy this game, it will motivate you to get a leg up in the game by spending a hundred dollars for eight million dollars to get whatever you want. A uh, long time ago on the PS3, before I moved to PS4 with the game there was a huge exploit that occurred that was amazing where if you played with another player, it was almost viral. If you played with another player, they, they would automatically give you money. And somebody gave me like $4 trillion at one point, mm-hmm. and I was able to buy every single car and vehicle at that time in the game. Now, they since have come out with... They patched that, that dropped me to five hundred grand. They came out with new cars that are way faster than the cars I had got at yeah. that point that were the max in the game. And they've come out with... These other things like the Kuruma bulletproof vehicle and things like that. And really what you're looking at right now is you're, you're looking at this. It's not a good economy. I mean, it's just, right. it's just it's, it encourages players like a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, loves playing this game. But he always wants to go in and find a server that's empty. Right, because of all of, it's shitty yeah, of to play how with this is certain designed. people, yeah. yeah. That goes all the way back to MMOs because people join low server mm-hmm. uh, game lobbies because they don't want people like stealing their kills for like quests and stuff. Yeah. So camping it, notorious exactly. monsters, things yeah. like that. Like, and yeah. th- to me, this is poor design. If if it's encouraging this shitty uh, emergent behavior, right? Like people are design are, are going in. And trying to play your game a different way that can give give them an edge. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's there are some some. They don't give points. a fuck because they're making money. Right, exactly. They don't give a fuck because there there are idiots out there um, who truly uh, will just spend endless amounts of money on a video game. Sure, and they don't care. Yeah, you know, like the dude who spent. It's like you know, their one a, game. What a million dollars, three million something on. Uh, no, I think it was a million dollars on on Clash of Clans. Well, or how oh, about that? Oh wait, I think I that dude like embezzled that. money That's from his company crazy. and then spent literally a quarter. He spent so he stole four four million. He spent a quarter of that over time on on Clash of Clans. Oh my god! And how about all the people who who put money into like what's that? What was that one called? Euphoria, isn't it? Euphoria. Oh fuck! Were, were we talking about this with the Urban Carrot? Yeah, where somebody like bought an actual a digital bar or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, like Shit for like six million dollars right. or something like that. Or no, it wasn't six million. It was sixty thousand. I mean, it? this is not new. You know, like doing things in game and having real life repercussions yeah. and stuff. But I mean, just it's an interesting thought, especially because this is happening. This specific uh, car, I keep calling it a glitch. It's may not even be a real glitch. Was being used for about two years since the beginning of, of GTA Online. And this was like really the heist people were playing. People only played this because right. you knew it got, it got to the point. And you where were maximizing your time by knowing you could effectively complete the end so what's in the an armored waste car. Their time? Exactly, that's the point of the whole Nobody thing. Nobody wants to right? waste their fucking time. So maybe this will be good because you'll diversify the the heists. But it's it's bad in the sense that you're taking away a more surefire way of earning money in game. And I'll there's tell you nothing one, that fills that void. One thing. It, it's gotten better. You the m- money you would earn from doing just basic missions, non-high shit, 
money you would earn from that was abysmal. And that's all they had in the game. The right. heist hadn't come out. All this other shit. Yeah. Like the business owning. I remember that, yeah. The business owning, like, from what I can see, you can make a, you can stand to make a lot of money when you really get into it if you have enough hardware to help you when you're trying to get from location to location. Um, which I do. I actually have a tank and I have, like, a, lot, a bunch of stuff that I got from that that glitch years ago. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't be motivated to go into the game if I didn't have any of that shit. Right. Because mm-hmm. that gives me the edge. So even I benefited from a glitch. Mm-hmm. You know? I Wait, didn't look, actually we, play the game and earn that we've shit. We've all benefited from glitches. We could have an entire episode about, yeah. about that. Sure. But well, uh, let's, let's wrap up this stuff. Yeah. And let's dive in to this Resident Evil shit. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Seven. Does it live up to any of the predecessors? Yes. Well, let's <laughs> talk about it, Sean. Like, like, sure. That what snacks are, the cat. I don't. Who yeah. The fuck who is the Sean? hell? Who I'm the sorry. F- I saw. I was texting a friend on my phone. Yeah. Who's Sean? Just blacking oh, out for. So a second. you're not. So then you're not. Sean is also playing it. What? Snacks the cat. Tell us about Resident Evil Seven because okay, you, in sure. addition to that other random person, are playing this game. That's true. Um, well, I um, so I started it Friday night. Um, I beat it. Uh, You're through it. Yeah, I beat it. Okay. Uh, I started Thursday night and I beat it Saturday night. Um, I think the game's great. Um, it's not the best Resident Evil by any means. I think four is clearly better. Oh, I love four so much. Um, I think it's a return to what Resident Evil is in a lot of ways. Uh, when I started it, I didn't like the game. I thought the game was very poorly done in the beginning. Um, and it feels a little tropey um, going in, but the more you play, the more you like the game. Tropey, so the like, ga- hor- like horror tropes, I would assume. The game jump scares, stuff like that. The game takes place in Louisiana, and you're immediately thrown into a situation that's very reminiscent of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas um, Ch- I, I've heard Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and um, like Wrong Turn, like back, like Backwater, Hicks that are crazy, Deliverance. Like, um, I, and then the third one, it was, yeah, it was Deliverance, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the third one was the, I fuck, I'm never going to remember the name of that movie. There was the movie, um... Just like that, that movie, one. yes. <laughs> um, but the more you play this game, the more you enjoy it. Devil's um, Rejects. Yes, okay. Does have that Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses kind of vibe. Um, like... The game itself, I think it's interesting how it was marketed because if you've played the beginning hour demo, um, it kind of gives this vibe that it's going to be a kind of like a ghost story in a way, and it literally has nothing to do with ghosts. Um, it is like, hey, this is there's something fucked up going on, like with this family, the Baker family that you're introduced to, um, and you're going to find out why, and it makes it very clear early on that you're like that okay there's the resident evil vibe that makes it like resident evil um but it isn't until you get like there was a halfway point in the game where like i was finishing up a fight like a boss fight because there are there are a lot of boss fights in this game i've heard that's one of the things that ties it into resident evil are these kind of epic drawn out Sometimes yeah. tedious yeah. boss fights. Um, but there was a point where I had received an item and I had to backtrack to a house because there's multiple houses. Also classic in the game. Resident Evil. Um, and 
I was going back and I was like, okay, this is Resident Evil. Like this is like, it's taking you back to areas that you, that you start in to open doors that you didn't have access to. Um, there are themed rooms. There's like the, like you need a, a crow key to enter this room. You need a scorpion key to get into this room. Cool. Um, and they're doing that throughout the whole game. They never abandon it. Uh, like one of the early on parts of the game is like, all right, um, like you need to access the rest of the house because you're just stuck in like basically the living room. Um, you need to go about the first two floors and find three heads, like three colored heads, like a blue one, a red one. And like it's really showing you heads? the house. Like, no, like uh, they're like Cerberus heads. It's like oh. a Cerberus on the wall and like you got to match them up. But the game is always like throwing you like little puzzles that never feel like, what the fuck is this? Like it always feels like, oh, okay, well, let's find out. And it's it will have you go back to points in other rooms to get that information. Example, uh, one puzzle you'll get to uh, is like you'll take a pendulum from a antique clock and you'll take it with you to like one room because you need to insert it into an area and then there it'll be like you need to like change the clock head and on the back of the clock because you really can inspect all the items to get more out of them it'll say the same as all the other what's the clocks. game what's the game you really love where you inspect everything just to get clues the, the game Is i love witness to inspect everything well no, maybe it was an iOS game where you're turning things and you're looking around. Are you around. thinking of The Room? Yeah, is it The Room? Might be The Room. Where you look around the room and there's like shit and you pick it up. And this game has a lot yeah. of rooms, so you might like it. <laughs> um, but the clock on the back will say like, uh, same as all the other uh, times. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, okay, well, let me find that out. So run downstairs, look at a clock, and then I'm like, all right, well... All the other clocks must be that. So then you go back, you change the time to whatever the time is on the other clocks in the house unlocks the puzzle. Um, Stuff like that. Like you'll take an item and there will be a silhouette of an image on a painting and you have to form the item into whatever the silhouette is so that it unlocks another room. There's another iOS game that I have that's like that. It's called uh, uh, Shadow something. That one. Yeah. The shadow one. You showed me it one day. Yeah, you were you sitting like, there, and you had Shadow Shadowmatic. Yeah, it's just one. like a, a a bunch of like a nonsensical item. Yeah, right? and then you you twist it and turn it up, down, left, right, and you can to make it the see form a shadow. Of what it is. Yeah. yeah, so it does oh, stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, that for mm-hmm. its puzzles. Um, but you know, it's the story itself is like kind of weird. Like I didn't care much for what was going on in the story. Um, because again, like I find that the beginning is done kind of bad. Um, it's, it's just weird. Like it, it throws a lot at you and it just expects you to take it, but you just start raising so many questions that you begin to kind of hate it. Like the first night I played it, I was like, I don't like this game at all. Um, but the more you play it, the more you get used to it. Uh, It starts having less of like an outlast vibe because that's really the only comparison I can get where you are running away for a decent part of the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. But as you build up an arsenal, more weapons, uh, you start to have an idea for how the enemies function. Um, You do find yourself taking them on more. You can just run away because you get their patterns down and it becomes more of, all right, let's like, I want to go back to this area and you don't need to worry. How you're describing that is exactly how an article I read with one of the um, video game, they, that's how they described it. it that's yeah. honestly what it is. Like, I can't compare like the it directly. The first hour is just like Outlast and scary, but then after that, you settle in and 
and you it, learn the habits. It's very difficult to start the game. I was talking to somebody who was um, playing it, and they were having a lot of difficulty in the first hour or two. That so much that they changed it to easy because they couldn't really they couldn't take it. It was just too much. There is a turning point that makes the game. Like, okay, like, this is not too much of a problem anymore, but just early on, there's just such limited ammo. Like, you have nothing to work with on these boss fights, and that's what makes it so frustrating early on, because you're doing these fights with enemies, and you literally have nothing. And it's just like, how do you expect me to fight this with nothing? It's so weird. But at any rate, the more you play, like, I really feel like it grows. Um, The story does tie into the rest of the series in a subtle yet... Uh, effective way to where like I'm not super into what's going on in Resident Evil if you tell me to tell you what's going on in Resident Evil 6 I'm it's, I'm just gonna fucking laugh at you it's really really hard to know that it's almost like a, a Metal Gear Solid level of just convolution kinda. at this point it, it is a little bit but like this game doesn't do any of that I find that it's very restraint in telling a story and that's what's beneficial um, It and really up until the end, like I'd say the last 30 minutes, a lot of the story comes out and you're like, oh, okay. Um, I was playing while my girlfriend was watching me and the whole time she was like, I don't know if I like this. And I'm like, it's growing on me. And like the more I played, I was like, yeah, no, I'm digging it. She was like, I still don't know if I like this. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going with it. Last 30 minutes, she's like, oh, this is really good. It totally makes sense so now. it ties the story of the game itself together, but then also ties the rest of the Resident Evil stories into this. Yes, in a way that can make sense and definitely opens it up for a future. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of boss fights in the game and it's really challenging early on. And I'd say that, like, that's the biggest hurdle that people are going to run through. Um, now, the uh, the one big thing that everyone uh, talks about that they said is different and is a departure from previous games is this is in first person. Yeah. And how does, how, I mean, I'm so comfortable with this. Remember years ago when I said, when I would talk on the show or yesterday or whenever it was. <laughs> <laughs> years ago or yesterday. Yeah. Whenever whenever I had been t- talking about it, um, I uh, I was always about third person. Yeah. And now I'm just like, it's because of Destiny, I'm pretty much super comfortable in nothing but first person. In fact, I haven't played Fallout once recently. In I don't I I go to third person to look at my girl's clothes, right? And then I go right back to yeah. first person, play the whole game. Gotta take first. a look at what that new hat looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new hat, and then I'm good. Yeah. But how do you how do you like it? Sometimes? I like it. I think it's a good change. Um, it's definitely a bit jarring because like it's not something the series has done. Um, but, you know, that was jarring when Resident Evil 4 did it, like, yeah. from 3 to 4. It was different. Um, I the- think, I mean, not, not playing the game, but I think that move was was to bring the horror back. Because totally. It, it went away from it so much, right? I mean, yeah. f- even 4, to a certain extent, wasn't as scary, potentially, as the other ones were. There were moments that were, that were definitely jumpy and, like, you felt tension and pressure. Yeah. But, like... Oh man, five and then six even? It just became like Gears of War. For sure. And um, this game at least tries to keep that same level of tension and horror all the way to the end. It never feels like it defaults to an action game like 4 does. And like, I think 4 is great. Like, there's nothing oh, against yeah. that. But like, 
it does at some point have a turning like spot where it just becomes like an action game. Um, but this game does try to like scare you all the way through. Uh, there were genuinely scary parts to it. The fact that you have a limited frame of view from being first person actually benefits the experience because there will literally be something chasing you and you're just too terrified to see if it's still behind you or not. Like you can still hear it, but you don't know how close it is, but oh, you just want to get to the next that's room so to push it open. That's so scary to me. And oh, no. that's like one of the, like that was, that's a moment where you're just like, oh fuck. Um, I mean, if you want that experience, that's incredible. That's yeah. amazing. I don't I, know if I do. I find that the the bigger family themselves are like not too scary. Um, they're just like kind of there. Their story's fine, but like um, the rest, the atmosphere, the tone, like just like it's so like it just never makes you feel okay. Like it always like it's just like ah oh, fuck. Like what am I gonna have to do here? Oh, it's so stressful. Um, and it will like <laughs> it'll have like a few jump scares, but it's never like. Over the top, it definitely is just the tension of being in a room with enemies that it's like, fuck, fuck, how am I going to do this? Like, it's it gets you. But um, it feels like, a, like this is going to be a game that Resident Evil fans do like. This is not going to be a decisive game. Um, it like It's a great Resident Evil game, for sure. And I think that for people that like those games, it kind of pulls back because there are collectibles in the game, and there's multiple items you get for beating the game um there are collectibles in the game there's antique coins there's files and there's these bobbleheads called mr everywheres mm-hmm. um the antique coins are specifically used in the game in a clever way for upgrades um and files really just give you more of the story which are super informative actually files have always been there to read through the files are very eerie and they give you a lot especially at the end and then these mr everywhere um like bobbleheads are they're fucking crazy they're in the most random fucking places like i finished the game and like i looked at everything i like i couldn't believe how much i like searched like because i wanted you specifically spent time trying to find collectibles and hidden things there are items in the game that let you see like other items in the room because everything's hidden and, like, it, it'll literally be, like, you'll pop the item, and it'll show you everything. And it'll be, like, ammo underneath a bed. And, like, you have to crouch down to even see it. And it's, like, why would I have seen that? Right. Like, walking around. But these dolls are just, like, fucking everywhere. Like, you can't find them. And I finished the game with, like, 12 of them out of 24. And I was, like, where the fuck are they? Like, there's no way. And you I were vigilant these. to try I and find this very, stuff. I was very, like, I took my time trying to find them. And it's, like... The only way that the, I didn't see them is if there's other parts of the house. And that I find that impossible. Wow. Like, and it's like, there's got to be more. Like, And that's what's so interesting that makes me want to go back in. That's that's replay value for sure. Yeah. Now, you were talking about um, the horror aspects, the allusions to previous horror movies, and you were calling them tropes. Yeah. That was the word you were using. Um but then your opinion of them seems like you thought they were they they were l- less than tropes like they were more like cliche i find that i don't think that they are cliche i think that the subject matter becomes a trope because it is backwater crazy family like, like that that's a mechanic that's something that's well, just shown up but like even so it's like horror. oh like i'm going like cuz the whole idea of the story is you're trying to find somebody and, like, it's like, oh, I'm going to go out to the middle of the nowhere with no law enforcement. I'm going to settle this. And I get dragged into a crazy house. And, like, right. 
you know, what law enforcement is there? Don't believe me. And it's like, it it feels a little tropey and it feels like an old horror movie, but like, that's not a bad thing. One of the, one of the biggest criticisms of video games, and then also when you flip over into the film industry, one of the biggest criticisms of, of horror movies is that they are often derivative, more so derivative of something previously created. Um, you know, I mean, when you're when you're talking about like Friday the Thirteenth, we're talking about literal sequel derivatives um, of the previous movie. It's mm-hmm. the same slasher mm-hmm. thing over and over again. But video games also su- have suffered from this for years because the people who originally created video games weren't film creators; they were pe- developers and technically creative people who just loved movies. But they they weren't creators of movies, and those people just took from what inspired them when they weren't at work, you know, watching sitting down and watching movies. Right. So here you have two of the most derivative things brought together as one. And Resident Evil, I've always thought, has been guilty of this, mm-hmm. of 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 pushing from just using tropes to moving in the direction of being complete and outright cliche and nothing no you know lacking plot lines and story elements that are of any kind of original merit Mm -hmm. so when you watch this do you feel like there's anything in the story that seems completely its own just the what it does to keep it its own is what it ties back to the other games um because there's a lot of Resident Evil in there, honestly, like with certain elements and like it's very hard to describe without getting into spoilers. But in the beginning, you're like, there was a scene that I saw like it's an optional scene because that's another cool thing is there's literally like points in the game where you can see something happen and it may not happen the next time because it's got a random generator as to how many times it will occur for players. Really? So, and it's somewhat rare. It's not with everything, but there are instances. I had it happen to me and um, I was so confused. I was like, what? Like, so so what do I do? And then I kind of did what the game told me to do and I was like, what what the fuck? Like, and it, it wasn't until maybe like five minutes later when I have an interaction with a character in the game where I'm like, oh, okay. Because cause it's Resident Evil. That's why it did that. <laughs> okay, that makes a little... All right, that makes it a little more sense. So I do think the more it plays so, out, the so more you see of Resident Evil. That's vague, but if you're playing the game, you'll recognize those moments as very Resident evil Yeah, moments. because you're literally, for the beginning half of the game, you're like, how the... There is something that happens in the very beginning of the game and you're like, wait, what... That that's not possible. Like that's stupid. And yeah. then you start to see some other things happen with characters, a character you're interacting with heavily for the first half of the game, and you're like, oh, it's Resident Evil. Okay, I get that. That totally makes sense. Like if you played a Resident Evil game, you'll totally be able to understand what why like this is happening this way. So you, there was a turning point in the history of the Grand Theft Auto series. They were mostly derivative of all these previous. Um, mafia movies that existed, Scarface and whatnot. There was a turning point when I realized that they were making their own content. This is before GTA 5. This is actually when they started creating content for GTA 4. It was less derivative. It was mostly its own. 
And, I mean, there were... You get to the point where you're playing it and you basically say to yourself, okay, I can't really think of the movie that this is knocking off. Right. Right. Um, Did you feel that way about it? Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, were you sitting... Halfway through, I definitely... Like, it's really just the first hour because, like, you are put in a situation that feels similar because it's like, you know, you you grow up watching these slasher and horror movies and then, like, you play the first hour of this and it's like, okay, like, this feels familiar. But then, like, the more you play the story and the more it unfolds, it's like, it feels like a Resident Evil game. Like, that's the easiest way I can play it, put it. And it's not in that cliche way of being Resident Evil game. It's like, it's like, okay, this is what makes the series a series. Like, these weird, like, boss fights that, like, people know and, like, this item management. Like, you are, like, there's constant moments of you just going in your inventory and be like, all right, so I want to hotkey this over there, but then I got to maybe combine these items just so I can make room to pick up this. Like, you're constantly in your menus just switching between It's so funny how that, like, is a hallmark of Resident Evil, but it really is. Are there, there, like, typewriter rooms? Uh, So they've replaced typewriters with um, record, like, recorders yeah um but yeah and like you walk in and it's nice and cozy and like there's like a couch a little food. The music the music changes the music does change oh. it gets a little bit more soothing man it's um I, like it's, there's some it. food laid out it feels homey it makes you, you feel safe you always knew when there's an item safe box room that, that things were safe yeah the irony in all of this after saying all the things i just said about horror movies versus video games and all that stuff is the movie versions of these games completely lack the character of the games. Yes. And completely fall back and become cliche of every single other previous generation. You know, like... They they are very much their own thing. They only have ties to this in character names. That's it. That's it. Not even. I don't even think that... Is Alice... Alice, the main character, isn't even in fucking Resident Evil. No. They've started, like... Tying in like Jill Valentine and, and Wesker and, and all these people really? that yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. One other thing I'll add that is really cool for how it tells you the story, because obviously you're having these interactions with characters um like in the game to tell you the story. But a clever way that they tell you the story is through VCR tapes. Um it's something that they do in the demo, um, where you will find tapes around the house and it'll be labeled something like birthday. And you'll find a VCR in the house with, like, a TV. Like, they're all over the place. Like, yeah. you'll find one, and you'll put the VCR in, oh, and God. then you'll see the VCR play out, but then you'll take control of the VCR. Like, you're playing oh. what's being filmed. Wow, that's cool. So then you'll play what's happening in, right. the, in the videotape, and then when it's over, you then just come back out, and you're watching static on the screen, because you just played out what happened in the recording from the tape. Um it's really clever because it gives that you... That is a really clever mechanic. It gives like you that. density to what's going on in the story, and it's completely optional. Like, I miss tapes, so I missed out on story beats, like, for what happened. I still know what happened, but, like, it's extra stuff. Like, if you played the demo, you're going to get a benefit of this game because you're going to see characters and see names for people in the demo that is like, oh, shit, like... He's he's on this file that I found, or is, he's in this videotape. It's weird, like, the, and it's cool. The demo additional content, or totally, it's, it is. It's completely separate to what happens in the game. Okay. When you walk up to the house the first time, and this isn't really a spoil, spoiler because it happens in the first two minutes of the game. Sure. You see the van of the people in the demo. Oh, okay. So, and it's like, oh shit! Like, I know what that is, and like, it's little things like that 
that bring it back. And it's like, this feels good because it doesn't feel like it's beating me over the head with what it wants to tell me. I'm exploring and I'm finding this out by myself. And that's why I like it. Sure. I probably could get the gist if I just went through it and didn't pay attention. But the fact that I am exploring, it, it really adds more. And that's why I like the game so much. And that's why I think... It came out at a perfect time. It came out in that same time that Dying Light came out, Mm -hmm. where nothing is out really right now. We got a fresh start to the year. Everybody wants to talk about this game because it's the first big launch of the year. And it's going to do great because of it. This was the time of the year that Dying Light came out. Yeah. And and that game did great commercially. Like, Um, people loved it. I'm still playing that game. I'm doing multiplayer right now with with a bunch of friends. Uh, I got Oats on there. It's another good real. That's a really good. first-person game that starts off incredibly scary for, like, the first two hours you play it, but then you get into the grind of it, and you know how to, like, I even find like I even find, like, a dark, like, there are times, like, even when I was well into the game where I was like, I don't want to go out after dark, make this game freaky. Fuck those volatiles, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, they're bad. Possible to kill. But overall, I I think this is a great time to play Resident Evil. It's like, nothing is really crazy out right now. If it had came out in the holidays, I would have been worried for it, because I think a really great game would have gotten buried. But I think right now is like the perfect time to play. No, if it would have come out in in a month. I have two exciting games I'm 100% excited for. Uh, Fucking For Honor and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. There you go. And I got the the the, Switch right around the corner as well. Switch comes out literally, like... I think three days after Horizon. I, I have the Horizon Zero Dawn itch, man. That I got. I got to watch that. Uh, that gameplay. It's gonna be great. Okay, you didn't play Assassin's Creed Syndicate. No, I'm. I've only got up to Unity. And and you wonder why I would compare this Horizon Zero Dawn to Assassin's Creed Syndicate? No, you, you always have a way to. There, there's one throwback to Assassin's Creed, a throwback to GTA or Rockstar. You brought up Dawn GTA. Man. I know. I just I saw your eyes glisten, let's talk about sparkle. GTA. Yeah, let's let's do it, man. No, but um, there's a really cool thing that they added in Syndicate. Uh, your base, you have a base. Your base is a moving train. That's cool, right? Which is really cool. So it moves around the city of London. But it's dynamic in the sense that it's never in one, like, it has its own life. It's organic. It moves around. It just keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. It stops in stations, that type of thing. You can get onto this train if you happen to see it when you're in a part of the city where it is just by running up to it and jump, hop in a train like you would. Um, you can also jump off of it. if, if you Anywhere wanna, you are. You, yeah, if you want to wait. And I think it's on some kind of internal clock, time schedule, or whatever. Um, so in the demo for Horizon Zero Dawn, there is a very... So when you're getting on and off of this train, it's incredibly... or you know, or, I hate to use the word organic over and over again, but you just seamlessly just move from a train to the top of a rooftop that by just jumping. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's very believable and very real um, in the experience. And... You see a lot of this in Horizon Zero Dawn. There is a giant, whatever, the equivalent of what you would see in Shadow of Colossus walking by that the character has to take down. She, like, seamlessly just starts climbing up the legs of this giant creature. And then you find out that that giant creature is essentially like a tower in an Assassin's Creed game when you go to the top of the tower you jump off but before you do that you synchronize and look around and find out stuff on the map yeah it'll show you like mark points and stuff oh, like wow. by hacking it yeah but um and it's just like kind of going to what he's saying about the seamless thing because i saw the same like demos you a were lot. watching we a were lot watching of, it together a lot of critics have put out their previews of it so like there's a lot of footage out right now for it 
if anybody hasn't seen it, I totally recommend seeing it because the game looks phenomenal right now. Yeah. Um, but it's um, the dynamic aspect of it is like this creature is just walking around the environment. And when you jump on it, it doesn't stop. It's just like Shadow of the Colossus. The thing just keeps moving, going. Yeah. It's just going its own pace, and you can just get on top of it, it like and find it out information. Own, that, like it has its own path. Sure. Yeah. Right. And just like yeah, the train, but, but it, your like game an doesn't stop while you hop onto it. No, it's that. That's that next gen. You just keep going. You know? And then if you like, as soon as you get the information, you just grapple off of it. You just link on. Yeah. Swoop down like fucking Luke in Episode that's, Four. Yeah. It's just like you just that's, swing that's away. Cool it's stuff. crazy. Yeah, man. It uh, seeing stuff like that, that kind of world building, um, really gets me excited for what, where games are going in, in in a very short amount of time, like yeah, the next yeah. year or two. Super exciting. Um, so I'm yeah I'm I'm well I'm gonna I'm gonna watch some of that footage for sure. Yeah. But uh, I think it's time to call it, guys. We gotta call this. Yeah, sure. we've been been chatting for a little while. I don't think it's as long as last week. But, no, uh, it's not. But, but it's gonna be a big know. lively. Discussion. We can't get ourselves out of control. You know, yeah. we gotta keep, we gotta stay good. But uh, snacks, thank you for that that Resident Evil recap. You actually made me uh, kind of curious about this, and yeah, I'm not gonna sure. play it now. I'm gonna let the wave pass, yeah. and then I'll we'll definitely play it at ten in the morning. With the sound very low. You fucking kidding me? But what? This shit's right up your fucking alley. No, it's not. Oh, fucking solving those weird ass shitty puzzles. Yeah, but I could just play The Witness again, <laughs> or like other computer games where I point and click. I don't have to scare the shit this, out of myself. This is like a combination of both. Yeah. A little bit, a little I, bit of I, horror. No, I can't and, do it. Uh, but I'm gonna have to do it because I do want to know what's happening in the overarching Resident that's Evil. That's the big like, thing. I was like, game I was story. Like, I like all the way up until the end. I was like. What the fuck? Yeah. How do you directly tie this in? Because when you're playing, you're like, okay, I get why it's Resident Evil. Like, I can see the ties, but, like, is that it? And then, like, at the final, like... They directly tie it It's like, in. oh, shit. Okay. Wow. Cool. See, that that right there is exciting. Cool. I just can't do it now. Huge bitch. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you, uh, Snacks, for being on here as, a, as one of our guest hosts. No, uh, no, this no. is Trip Zero. Um, thank you guys for listening, of course. Make sure you get on iTunes. Leave us a review, um, or just give us stars. Anything you do on iTunes, greatly appreciated. Uh, make sure you find us uh, on all of our social media networks. We've got Emergent underscore Gamer. Um, that's, I think, our handle, Felix. Correct me if I'm wrong, on Instagram. We, we are Emergent underscore Gamer on Instagram. Everything. Instagram, uh, Twitch, Twitter, and Twitter. Twitch, all that stuff. Find us there. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and on Twitter at Trip underscore Zero. Find me there. Follow me on Twitter because then I'll let you know when I'm doing what I'm doing, um, which will include streaming now that I got myself all set up. Um, Last of Us, maybe some Dying Light with my friends. Um, I kind of want to do Mass Effect on there. Then there was another game I thought about doing. Oh, I'm going I'm, I'm to play. Come on. I know. I'm going to play Enter the Matrix. There you go. Look up my fucking PS2 into there and play Fuck that game again. Fuck this Switch. Let's just all yeah. go play that Matrix yeah. game. Dude, that game was so hot. I remember that game. Uh, I love it. Felix, you want to uh, you want to chat your chat your face off here? There we go. That's good work out of you. <laughs> no, it's terrible work. I'm blinking in that picture. <laughs> you want another one? Uh, yeah, but will you, we're on a show. We'll do this after. Oh, we're doing, we're yeah, doing we're literally recording right now. Put that goddamn phone down. <laughs> Sorry, it was funny. Say your thing. I'm done talking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, close Twitch, Twitch.tv forward slash Felix Hergood. Uh, please go there. I'm streaming a lot of games right now. When Horizon Zero Dawn go, comes out, I'm going to be streaming that every minute of every stream I do. Um, 
But yeah, please, when you get there, follow me if you can. Turn on notifications so you can know when I'm streaming. But I do have a possible stream schedule coming up. I'm going to be playing mornings, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I've coordinated that nice. with the job. Definite schedule. And yeah, and from uh, 7.30 in the morning to 11.30 in the morning. Um, Wednesdays and Thursdays coming up after the 18th of February. Awesome. Very um, cool. Up until that, it's just going to be random. Stability and consistency. That, okay. that, that brings in followers. Yeah. Sure. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, Felix Hergood. Hit me up on um, uh, Facebook. Felix Hergood. Just look for Felix Hergood out there. You type that into Google and it's just... It's all you. It's just all me. Face. In fact, uh, remember the one time we typed it in and it, it showed up? Uh, positioned as if Felix Hergood was like a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how that You'll happens. You'll get that Wikipedia. That's right, You don't need that. Uh, it, was, it was so uh, fucking, fucking ego stupid. boost at all. Yeah, I don't know. You'll get snacks. Do you want to uh, throw anything out here? Nah, I mean, like, I don't use social media too much anymore, so. Good man. Yeah, let's just all focus on this. Everybody just, on the 18th, get on the get on them streams, watch Felix Hergood when Horizon comes out. <laughs> Hell yeah. All them Lonely hearts after Valentine's Day. <laughs> They'll be like, I have Get nowhere your Felix to go. Fix. We got yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. There you go. Bearded for her pleasure. Oh, that's right. that's the bell. That's Is uh, that your food? I'm fucking starving. Let's go eat it, baby. Guys, Catch you guys later. Have a good week. So you're the young gentleman who called me about the narrator. Yes. And this narrator says you're going to die. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. How long has it given you to live? I don't know. Dramatic irony. We'll fuck you every time.